Well guys, welcome to Kind of S Podcast. This is your host Arjun Ghosh. And last time we actually stopped at um, Joe Biden winning the presidency with his 290 electoral votes with Donald Trump obviously losing the election and calling it almost illegitimate because he claims that there were fake ballots being counted, there were quote-unquote dead people counting and so like this there's been it's been quite some time since biden was declared the victor by many major news networks at the same time donald trump and his legal team have filed dozens of lawsuits in many states one of the very important ones in pennsylvania and it's obvious because pennsylvania is the one state which trump required in order to win this election it had 20 electoral votes and when it went to biden it it cost trump the entire election now when you uh, obviously see the claims being made by trump they're so false and they are all being you know they're all being um like erased by news agencies reaching every one of them whenever trump is saying something which is not accurate or like is completely false they simply you know exit that altogether even his favorite news network fox news actually you know silenced um, his press secretary when she uh, claimed about those illegal ballots being counted even and you know these more and more claims they have no evidence no evidence to suggest that ballots are being burnt ballots are being not counted illegal ballots are being counted and all in the you know all in favor of democrats and you know there is only one thing that comes in between all of this that is sense there needs to be common sense because you know when americans go to cast their ballot they cast for three reasons number one is the presidency number two is the house and number three the senate so what happened was that although the presidency went to biden the house although won by democrats there was still like many in and many in couple of states the many incumbent democrats had been defeated by the gop and those were very bad losses for them and so it almost became very narrow but democrats ultimately won and the senate has been the closest race ever so far because because now the republicans have gotten their 50th senate member that is um, that was declared today when alaska was in fact declared to have been won not only by the not only in the senate but even trump won alaska today as the votes had finally been counted and you know therefore it obviously keeps stating that like, that's sense right that's sense because if the democrats actually would have rigged the election if they had you know count ensured that illegal ballots were counted that you know dead people would start uh, voting then obviously they would have won the senate and the house by you know a landslide and now speaking about the current situation in the senate in the u.s senator gop has actually got 50 seats the democrats would require at least you know a 50 50 tie of sorts because because if they get their 50 50 tie then the vice president becomes a tiebreaker that is kamala harris who would obviously you know um, ensure that any bill that passes the house goes through the senate because there have been number of bills um, that have been you know passed in the house but because of the gop 
they've all been blocked in the senate itself now you know if you look at the republicans in the senate and is lindsey graham mitch mcconnell the senate majority leader um they have also supported trump in his claims of illegal voting illegal fraud and frankly speaking trump actually gave a press conference about 4 days ago when he you know stated that they were you know if you count the illegal ballots i win if you count illegal ballots the democrats are trying to steal the election which is absolutely false number one and do see the republicans you know supporting these claims just shows how low the gop is actually fallen over this i mean i mean let us not think about um, you know how let's obviously many of us are very, all of us should be aware these are very false and inaccurate claims we made by republicans i mean you know you see the republicans the republican presidents over the years i mean you look at figures like um see george h w bush who redefined certain agenda of the republican party you look at ronald reagan who had who had you know taken um, the fight against the soviets had won the had almost you know, won the cold war and had also brought up some very very important um bills that actually affect americans even today and you look at even say nixon who is in famous for his watergate scandal but at the same time um you know all these presidents they had ensured there was a peaceful transfer of power a peaceful transition process takes place and there is no fuss there is not any kind of um you would say confusion among the american people you even go just a couple of years back you look at 2016 when when democratic candidate hillary clinton she won the popular vote not the electoral vote but still she conceded and because she believed that it was in the best interest of america look at 2008 where uh, barack obama was fire was against republican senator john mccain who then conceded and even when his supporters were booing obama he told them to settle down told them to you know support him in ensuring a peaceful transition of power to place and they could help obama um, you know bring up a new presidency and begin proper rule for the us even in 2012 when obama ran for a second term he was facing then republican senator um, mitt romney who again even when he lost he asked all his supporters to join him in ensuring that there was a smooth transition of power that you know obama could once you know like once again take the presidency and they could do better next time now now you look at trump you look at the senate look at the republicans like in the senate i, I think if not wrong about 3 to 4 senators have actually gone against trump's claims asking this asking their colleagues to you know join them in congratulating biden accepting the hard fact that you know it is time to move on and it's time to ensure biden can you know secure the presidency and that he can finally begin getting america in the right direction but as um, like many of them are saying that you know they can't name senators but republican senators are actually privately telling democrats to you know congratulate joe biden on his win and that they are doing this simply to you know ensure that they can let his entire emotional faces 
um, sad face for um, Trump to, you know, help Trump go through this entire phase of denial as, you know, a matter of grief, having lost this election. And so they did not want to create much of a fuss because they knew who they are up against. And therefore, even people like Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell would be supporting Trump. Although, although no official names have come out, whoever have, whoever has in fact made these statements, there have been no official names. But senators on the both sides of the aisle have been saying that. And therefore, it is important that the GOP understands how it has originated from Abraham Lincoln, a person who you know fought for American, uh, like an American Civil War, who had ensure proper equality who had actually you know created the united states of america as a whole so um and you know to go from that to somebody who has promoted division like never before um to somebody who's never condemned um, racist uh, movements and um, and even foreign interference in his elections the gop simply cannot stand by and you know be quiet about every single thing i mean i mean look at um even back in the house mitch mcconnell he was being referred to as moscow mitch because you know there was this bill by the there were a number of there were at least five bills by the house which are like one of them which was already passed in order to ensure that um, there was more secure more cyber security to prevent elections from being interfered by the russians in order to prevent more russian inter uh, interference and then one bill which passed the house failed like not failed in the senate it didn't even get a vote in the senate because mitch mcconnell didn't want it to go to a vote kentucky and many other places many people came out and called him moscow mitch so that's another sign of how low the gop actually has fallen to you know stand by this kind of a man now while trump is obviously ranting about the so-called illegal ballots and is simply making a joke of the entire system on twitter well joe biden actually is investing his time to ensure that there is he he basically he obviously condemned trump's um, decision of not conceding and i mean conceding is not something which is compulsory as a counter constitutional uh, constitution but it um, at least is in tradition because um, like it's one thing which ensures the other side somehow you know you would say provides kind of legitimacy to the winner you know the, uh, like recognizing that person or the presidential candidate is a winner and the very fact that trump has been will be breaking this um, would possibly break this um, tradition of sorts would in fact imp uh, impact American politics for years to come and Joe Biden has but even beside a concession Joe Biden has been more focused on ensuring proper COVID-19 uh, COVID-19 response in the US I mean the US has been hitting record cases I mean during the election um, like a day they had suffered about 100,000 cases and now it's gone to all higher if I'm not wrong 212,000 it's a huge it's a huge thing because I mean it was evident because even although the election was like a huge victory for the Americans and a great uh, deal Americans still went out they went out they celebrated obviously but you know when you go out and you're obviously in you know uh, you're along with each other no social distancing COVID-19 gets spread like hellfire and that's exactly what happened so 
and therefore now it would be important to not only mitigate that health crisis but now to also mitigate the economic crisis that is following it and like trump has um, accused biden of laying out a policy that would mean a complete lockdown and you know no and it would disrupt the entire economic system in the us but now as i said earlier Biden will require a systematic process to go through this COVID-19 response while at the same time he would have to allow shops to open obviously with number of guidelines and because the economy again it's important to keep it running because in countries like India where lockdowns were a complete nationwide lockdown was declared from March onwards you've seen like the like worst decline in the Indian economy I mean forget like I mean, keep india aside right now let's look at the uk the uk as well um, had a nationwide lockdown and covid-19 cases have been multiplying even now so much it boris johnson the prime minister boris johnson actually had to again impose another lockdown although the economy is now going in shambles like after the decline of the indian economy the uk economy follows and this could even have more impacts on how the uk were to negotiate its trade deals with the us and the eu as well considering that the eu and the uk haven't been able to agree to a proper trade agreement like in terms of fishing and so on and so forth and now speaking about uh, now looking at how the world has reacted to this elections well you first found iran that has mocked the election system and it is pretty it is of you know huge amount of shame when other countries are criticizing your democratic system and other countries which are basically i wouldn't recall it iran completely authoritarian but then again there is not complete democracy either so if you find those kind of countries countries like china russia looking at the us right now and mocking their election system it just reduces the credibility of the us to lead the world as the oldest democracy and you know iran having mocked the us i'm really not that surprised i mean trump has been laying out tweets and tweets and tweets consistently saying that the ballots are being like illegal ballots have been counted and what has a trump administration done his son eric trump he laid out a, a, a headline number a line a line number where people can basically call them and um, their election campaign um, they would basically contact them tell them letter fraud if they have seen any and i would say something the young generation of the us really made this helpline a total joke because i mean there have been videos going viral that their elected trump election campaign office it's flooded with prank calls with very disturbing photos being sent to them and i mean i've watched some of the videos myself and looking at how this generation is mobilized in the us is just like another big win for democracy in itself i mean already we found a huge voter turnout that was a young voters mostly and then you find most of the young voters inclined to vote was biden 
and i mean they are simply trying to ensure that there is like there has been no electoral fraud there has been no no come no evidence like news agencies have been calling up election officials in states they have all been saying and there is no significant evidence to claim that there was significant electoral fraud i think if i'm not wrong georgia even began a recount and to certify the votes and it's because it is extremely important to recount i mean again a presidential candidate can obviously ask for recount this happened back in 2000 uh, when uh, if i'm not wrong florida had there was a recount in florida which was proposed by then democratic candidate al gore um, and then republican candidate george w bush at the end bush won because the supreme court had intervened and you know had ruled that there cannot be another no more recount in florida and had had gone to bush although with a very narrow margin that was the first time the us president ever won by an electoral vote and not by popular vote so these prank calls that these young generation has been making it's a big deal um trump office has not been has been completely flooded with these kind of calls and i mean it's kind of a lesson for these people i mean you look at what's going on the type of lies they're peddling this is kind of justice to them no so now coming to a different region altogether let's let's like or let's before that let's look at the international reaction like how we saw about iran now let's shift to the us's allies that was the uk and germany new zealand and so on and so forth now new zealand has has congratulated joe biden on his victory even germany actually sighed relief i can see the chancellor angela merkel really had sighed relief cause germany and the us were not in good relations at all i mean trump really could not be diplomatic at all with the eu with germany because like the i mean he if i'm not wrong when they had arrived for nato summit like they had to sign a communique and the german chancellor was looking at the at, at trump and then he just threw two toffees at the on the table in her direction i mean that's simply disrespectful and even german chancellor angela merkel like literally said that there was that the us can no longer be their leading point and the eu had to find their own direction that was a huge low for um, american european relations because you know the us and the and us and europe there have been there the us has always helped europe starting from 1948 uh, when the us began sending humanitarian aid to different parts of europe under the marshall plan and it, although it was partly for curbing soviet influence it was also to improve their economic condition the conditions of their hospitals etc etc and to have donald trump just destroy their entire relationship was a big loss for both the us and germany therefore i can uh, and therefore when german chancellor angela merkel actually congratulated um, joe biden i think she was extremely relieved because i can tell you this for sure biden because he follows this multilateralism this very belief of multilateralism this will lead to the us and the eu being working closely together and it's important because now the i mean there have been current trends that the eu especially germany 
and France have been voicing concerns about China's continuous persecution of Muslims. And this could be a central theme issue at the EU itself because the EU and China have signed number of economic agreements. And it and therefore if the US could strike a good chord, if the US could provide them with a new alternative, new economic alternative, which would most if the if the EU were to find a new Asian alternative apart from China, it would be India. And the US could play a huge role in ensuring that it happens. Moreover, even US EU um, even the, if the US were to bolster its relations with the EU, it could pull the EU away more and more away from China. And that is extremely important to US foreign policy at the moment because now the American foreign policy is based on complete um, like it's completely going to anti-China be it in terms of what's happening in Hong Kong what's happening with the situation of Uyghur Muslims in um, the in Xinjiang or even the South China Sea dispute or even the po a possible Chinese aggression with Taiwan and all of these are major policy issues which are coming up at this moment not even to mention that um, there have been increasing tensions between India and China among these recent uh, months only I think if I'm not wrong this today itself uh, or yesterday the the finally the agreements at the meetings between the India and China ended and they agreed to return to their former positions and to prevent any kind of de-escalation, remove heavily armed tanks or weapons and trucks from the region and this is a huge, uh, a big, um, a big development in the LSC along the line of, uh, line of uh, actual control but again India is being extremely cautious because they do not want, because they know China can attack them at any time and so India would have to be extremely cautious not to mention the US State Department have to continuously eye the situation between India and China because that could be a standing point for a new conflict between both countries. Then even um, Trump's British version as I would like to call it and some other people Boris Johnson even he actually congratulated Joe Biden. He said he congratulated him. He had a phone call today apparently where he discussed climate change and other important issues. Now, one of the issues which would um, reign the US-UK relationship right now would be trade because the US, because the UK having left the EU is now at standpoints the US on trade because Democrats already, they had advised the um, UK not to go along with Brexit but they went about it anyways. Even trade, and that's why it would, in, in, uh, it would be important to introduce new standpoints in trade. And... Boris Johnson actually was asked about this by a reporter and he said that there might like whatever what he said what you could derive was that he knew there were differences but he was ready to work with the other side and that is more important because you know the US and UK they have a very deep bonding a deep relationship and it is important to maintain that no matter the I mean even if they have ideological differences it is important that the US and UK work together to bolster the relationship because they have in fact had a number of agreements in on a number of foreign policy issues be it Russia or even Iran or now, and now even China so it would be important for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris to key in short this process goes on 
and then the uk and the us can work even further on the climate uh, climate uh, agreement first the us would have to enter the paris climate accords for that very reason now let's go to the middle east where even israeli prime minister netanyahu actually congratulated joe biden it is another very important a very big blow to trump because trump was so adamant to helping netanyahu he was so adamant to help israel he literally began this normalization deal as a political um, weapon and considering that he has used this as another political weapon having removed sudan from the state sponsored terrorism list having gotten bahrain uae and sudan to join um, this new normalization deal with israel he's begun this new process that would have number of ramifications and it would be important for biden to you know review each one of them understand what would happen if he would withdraw or if what he would happen if he would continue or even stall them for that reason because there could have there could be number of ramifications especially you know considering um, that israel has been a very important policy issue for both kamala harris and joe biden they've both um, signaled their strength their perseverance to ensure that they can help out israel while at the same time you simply cannot um reject the fact that there have been number of human rights violations by the israeli government in the gaza strip and against palestine and all the hamas in the gaza strip has also been that violent to uh, ensure a kind of a, an opposition from the is from the israelis it is it would be important for the us to redefine its policy in this kind of a way and it would at least negotiate with the israelis to prevent human rights violations from occurring in the region and that you know they can this normalization deal instead of being a political maneuver it could actually help in negotiating with the palestinians now speaking about negotiation the palestinians there has been a very difficult a very bad blow because the palestinian liberation organizations um top uh, that is top negotiator seb iraqat actually dev like die today and it would indicate who would take the lead in those negotiations now because if they cannot reach a political consensus to ensuring that the israel palestinian question does not remain a question but actually has an answer to it there would be a increased destabilization in the middle east to follow now speaking about the destabilization well thankfully i mean we had covered in the last couple of episodes we covered the issues circulating in gondo kalabakh and um, how armenia azerbaijan have been continuously like uh, dismantling entire issue but now it has finally been resolved you find uh, moscow has been able to negotiate one more ceasefire and this one looks pretty promising because this one even includes russia and turkey sending humanitarian aid so this is good and russian peacekeepers as well this is a very important development uh, because you know if nagorno karabakh can now be under russian peacekeepers it would uh, it would begin when the kremlin is now with an iron fist that is over nagorno karabakh and armenia azerbaijan for that reason because you know armenia azerbaijan have always been in loggerheads since 1920 but then stalin had ensured that the soviet union could control that violence and now vladimir putin is doing the exactly same thing and it would obviously show how america has not been able to um, you know negotiate proper peace deals and russia is obviously taking over 
the situation but there has been something even worse because azerbaijan had taken over one of the most important cities the second largest city in the corner karabakh in fact not remembering the name but azerbaijan actually claimed this and this was kind of a humiliation to the armenians because the armenians signed a peace agreement right after azerbaijan uh, captured one of the terrible the second largest city in nagorno karabakh there have been number of internally displaced persons who have entered armenia who've been complaining about the fact that there has been no as decisive action taken by the armenian government the protests there have been protests now in armenia against the government calling for their prime minister to resign um you know because nagorno karabakh is an issue which has been in fact circulating armenia for a very long time not to mention Ar- nagorno karabakh is the one is at the core of azerbaijan consisting of armenians ethnic armenians and there have been number of internally displaced persons and number of families who continue to live in nagorno karabakh and that loss is a big big you know blow to the people armenian people of sorts and as much as you know i mean we uh, i mean the un the like some people like me um diplomats all of us just want peace right but for a country like armenia where they have a prime minister who's trying to you know ensure that the status quo continues and there is no war or de-escalation prevails and that he has lost a war but you know he can try better but no the people are going against the prime minister they even enter the parliament building and they actually um they went the parliament building created a huge damage and now even police have begun um you know violence against these protesters as they've stormed the parliament building they've created protests all around calling for the pm to resign now you know i don't blame the protesters if i were one of them even i would be extremely enraged at you know my country lost a war how is this possible this is not worth it so but one very concerning part is this you have russian peacekeepers right now you have russian turkey sending humanitarian operations in nagorno karabakh right now so what what i fear is that if armenia's prime minister so much pressure is by his people and if not resigning or rather escalating a war by another strike it would dismantle the entire process because in azerbaijan would clearly have justification that you know our that we had agreed with armenia that we would have a good ceasefire but no armenia has not you know come with us not it's not agreed with us and this is a huge um, it would have a huge ramification because considering russia or a russian helicopter was also shot down the very previous day and moscow would then have no choices but to finally go ahead with potential um, like potential weaponry against azerbaijan against turkey and for dismantle entire region it would be complete chaos period and what and therefore the biden presidency would have to uh, monitor the situation in gona karabakh completely now you know i have um, spoken in entire part in this episode about how the biden presidency should be monitoring situation right now be it in syria britain um, iran be it in palestine britain and gona karabakh and or even the indo china issue but uh, how can biden presidency do that if trump doesn't concede well i told you it wasn't it was just a tradition but there's something else as well unless a president concedes you know their the state department these people they're not sharing the resources they are not giving biden access to classified information regarding the like regarding the proper regarding what they've got because 
Mike Pompeo, the U.S. Secretary of State, today he said, "And we will be ready for a second Trump administration." That is amazing. You know, Mike Pompeo is meant to be top diplomat of the U.S. Come on, come on. I mean, literally, Mike Pompeo is meant to be selling the idea that America is the largest democracy. We have got that. We are the best. And you gotta be democratic because that, that's a good thing. And America being a democracy, it allows free and fair elections. It allows a peaceful transition of power. And Mike Pompeo just right now just neglect this. Just he erased that idea, and it has been so shameful. To be honest, so shameful. Because then how? Because then what is her? I mean, if you don't concede, what is your difference with Russia, China? Then I mean, come on, Mike Pompeo just made this damning statement. And the State Department hasn't been sharing through the Biden administration, by the Biden presidency. Uh, one thing which has also been, you know, um, swarming my mind is Joe Biden's cabinet positions. Um, there has been a lot of um, like the Politico. It has sent out articles saying that Susan Rice, who was um, Obama's national security advisor, could possibly be the new Secretary of State. And so, whatever happens, I mean, Trump, even if he doesn't concede. On twentieth of January, twenty twenty, when Biden gets sworn in, Trump is nothing but a trespasser in the White House, and you know they can just you know either tell him to go out quietly or they have to push him out. That's the thing they do with trespassers. And um, then one problem is this: there would be hundreds of classified documents, hundreds of important information regarding. I mean, what not? I mean, the important. Like classified documents, why are they classified? All right, because they aren't open to public. They aren't open to us. We don't even know what could possibly the U.S. is planning to do. I mean, there could be important updates regarding the situation in Syria, Yemen, Saudi Arabia, uh, and uh, or even the normalization deals. Who all their which other countries are planning it with? The Gona Karabakh. What are they doing there? Uh, what will they do with the EU? What will they do with uh, regarding the uh, crisis with Mexico? What's it all going to be? This is not what they've been discussing. They have not. The State Department has not worked with the Biden presidency. So when they, when he gets sworn in, Biden would have to go through a lot. It would take a huge time for them to come, come into you know line, and with all whatever is going on, whatever classified information has been passed on by the U.S. government, and I mean it is important right now that Trump understands. And you know he lost. He just lost. And now, undermining the system of election is not the uh, not the solution to the problem. It's not the complete solution because it just makes sure that American democracy is undermined even further. And therefore, I mean, uh, it's just shameful to find an American president saying all this. The world laughing at him. The world actually recognizing Joe Biden as the new president-elect. And um, so this is all that has happened this time. And thank you guys for listening to this podcast. And um, please follow it. Please share it with your friends and family. Give your opinions on the issues I covered. And I'm hoping to make more episodes for you all. And so yeah, goodbye guys. Thank you.